the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. You know what? I wasn't sure on my way in if I was going to be in a good mood coming here today because yesterday was just so horrific and such such a tragedy. Many of you might not know this, but I actually used to live in Vegas. And so I still consider it a second home and I even have my Vegas family there. And it's just really, really difficult, and it's still a struggle for me today. But I am glad to be here with you all. Super glad uh, to have you all watching on Facebook Live. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And, of course, now DJ Carrot Sticks is out on, on vacation, but I got none other than my buddy Noah here in the studio. Always a pleasure, Andrea. Always. What, no sound effects? DJ Carrot Sticks has lots of sound effects. I don't need sound effects. Oh, you don't? No. I'm, oh. I'm that good. Now, those of you who used to remember when I used to come in on Tuesdays and do Tuesdays with AK on the Craig Zoe Show might recognize that voice with Noah because he used to chime in quite a bit. That's right. Was yeah. here with you and keeping you and Elhoff off of Craig. <laughs> <laughs> or keeping Elhoff off of me because Elhoff never believed me when I said from the get-go when there was still, what, 14, 16, or 95 yep. Republicans on the stage oh, in the yeah. primary. I said it was going to be Trump, and I was right that it was going to be Trump. Maybe I'm right in terms of my my uh, answer to the question. Everybody today is gnaw-boning over what the motivation was from Paddock in Las Vegas. Oftentimes, the if... If you're scratching your head and gnaw boning, it's because oftentimes the the most simplest explanation is the correct one, but people don't necessarily want to believe that explanation. So many people are saying, oh my gosh, it's strange. There was no evidence about this guy anywhere. There was no there there. He was just a regular guy. He had no political affiliations. He had no beliefs here, no beliefs there. That's a bunch of crap. Nobody gets to be 64 years old without leaving a footprint in their life about who they are and what's going on with them. It's just yet to be explained or discovered. And the FBI, in my opinion, this is the most, the deadliest massacre we have had on American soil, and it was done by an American citizen. Do not tell me, FBI, that you have any declarations, right? On the one hand, everybody's saying it's strange. There's no evidence about this guy. But then the FBI is saying, we can say definitively that there was no connection to ISIS. It's a little too soon in the investigation to be declaring really anything definitive when there's so much left unknown. The FBI came out and declared definitively no ties to ISIS before they had even been an interview with the woman who skipped, his girlfriend who skipped to the Philippines. 
They hadn't done any forensics on his. They hadn't even searched his home yet when they were saying that. It doesn't make sense to me. And and you know if and, and I'm questioning the FBI, and I think we all should question, question the FBI because this is an FBI that failed us when it came to Boston, Orlando, San Bernardino. This was an FBI that scrubbed the intelligence in the investigative. Uh, machine of anything related to Sharia. This is the same intelligence community that pulled Richard Pearl off when he was investigating mosques here in this country and, and shredded his evidence. It's the same FBI that was was um, involved in um, letting Hillary Clinton give her a pass. I mean, I could go on. You know, I don't appreciate them combing the situation with a premature declaration of what he was or wasn't involved with. And oh, by the way, let me tell you, the absence of a group affiliation does not mean there's the absence of a shared ideology. That's ridiculous. Of course, another explanation that the left wants to come up with, he must be mentally ill. I don't even like Trump referring to him as a madman. I agree with Doc Porbin, a friend of mine on Facebook, who said it's too much of this mentally ill stuff. Most mentally ill people are not violent. And most of the acts of violence are not traced back to somebody who's clinically mentally ill. That is somebody who has no idea of right and wrong and what they're doing is right and wrong. And that clearly does not fit the profile here of this person. And in fact, I agree with Doc Porbin, who says what that does is stigmatize, unfairly stigmatizes the mentally ill. I think the left likes to rush to that judgment because that's a convenient uh, mechanism then to get to some method of control over our lives to where they can they can withhold guns from us. Because, of course, we're going to talk to Wayne Allen Root. He's going to be on with us in a minute. We're going to talk about the gun control issue and the vultures that immediately began picking the bones. We're told that there's no explanation for this dude but yet suddenly we know that what would have prevented it is gun control or something involving mental illness no the left is always looking for some avenue to get control over our lives there was a forensic psychologist on the news this morning um, on Fox News, I believe, who said that he blames the mass media for it. And I do think that the notoriety that some of these people get after these shootings is a motivation. I think it's a motivating factor. Pat Brown, uh, the famous criminologist, uh, said on Facebook this morning, it's been her rule for years now that she does not name any of these shooters because there is notoriety that they seek in, in part. Um, but I think that I think to me getting to my conclusions or if or if if, if everybody's going to come up with their theory today to me, again, the most simple explanation oftentimes seems to be the correct one. And when I think of shared ideology, when I think of media playing a role, I think of the fact that the media has been a spokesperson for the left now blatantly so for a long time. And for eight years now, almost nine, we have had the left. We had the Obama administration immediately once he took office doing everything they could to fan the flames of hate and division in this country. He did everything that he could to paint America as a racist nation of white supremacists who who have who need to apologize for white privilege. They from and we had a media that did everything that they could to continue to foster that from from uh, pushing false narratives of hands up, don't shoot to calling George Zimmerman a white Hispanic and altering audio tapes. I mean, every time there has been an attack like in Boston or Aurora, when we've had the it was a rush to judgment that it must be a Tea Party person. When Gabby Giffords was shot, they immediately said it must be a a Tea Party person. Um, So there has been a constant push from the left and, and on the media to to paint Americans as evil, racist, bad country. And who were the people that were murdered? And it, you look at you look at the, uh, since the Trump election and beyond how, how much it, it, the fervor has gotten so much worse. You're not 20 years ago. 
a, a difference of opinion might be annoying, but it wasn't considered a valid reason to physically attack somebody. We now have Antifa. You're not President Trump was not even allowed to say that the violent attacks from Antifa was wrong. Because in this country now, it's okay if you're pushing a liberal agenda and it's anti-conservative and anti-white privilege that it's okay to physically attack. So if I got to look and come up with a motivation for this person, I got to say that this sure looked to me like somebody who kind of believed that false narrative that an anti-American, anti-white, anti-conservative Trump uh, agenda. And you can look at the responses from some of the people on the left, like the CBS attorney who was kind of on board with that mindset. I could be wrong. That may be what was it motivated him, but it sure seems to me like the most simple explanation. I got to take a break. I'm running over. Got to bring in uh, my buddy Wayne Allen Root and and see what he has to say about this. Uh, But when we've got college professors being told they've got to apologize for being white, you know, to me, it all feeds into this this overarching anti-American white privilege Trump conservative uh, movement going on. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming right back up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows. And through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Before the break, I was talking about my theory of motivation. That's what everybody's pondering today. Gnaw boning over it. Of course, the left immediately started gnaw boning over an opportunity for gun control. Um, on the show with me now is is a friend of mine. He's been on many times before. He was the first person I thought of to have on the show today because he not only is you know a brilliant mind when it comes to politics and an amazing big voice out there, but he's also a longtime Vegas resident. Wayne Allen Root, welcome back to the show. Hey, how are you? Well, I'm good, like you. Um, you know, I, I well, I used to live in Vegas, not as long as you did, but like you, of course, living there. We all know people that were I- impacted by this yesterday, and it's still a hard, hard, heartbreaking situation. 
Um, yeah, no doubt your phone is ringing off the hook. Everybody it's wanting to know what, what's going with you. Interviews to friends asking if I'm alive to, to people who, you know, I look, here's the thing. I'm like the mayor, unofficial mayor of Las Vegas or ambassador of Vegas. And my radio show is number one for men, number one for men over 35, number one for men over 25. Uh, every conservative in the state listens to my show. It's the only statewide show. Every city in the state gets it. Uh, and it's nationwide syndication. And so I know everybody. I know every cop. I know every police expert. I know every first responder. I know all the people who work as trauma surgeons at UMC. So I was on this story from the first second it all started. I mean, like within 15 minutes of shooting's beginning, uh, my texts were blowing up. And every single, here's what I could tell you about this story. I just got off the phone with a friend of mine for many, many years, maybe 20 years, who was one of the top SWAT officers in Los Angeles County for his whole career. I mean, you talk wow. about a guy with experience who knows everything about police work and everything about taking someone like this down. And he's coming on my radio show this afternoon. And he said, Wayne, all my friends with a combined hundreds of years of experience in police work, most of it really tough badasses like SWAT. Not one of us believes the story being told in the media. Not one of us. Yeah. A guy doesn't wake up, a 64-year-old man who with no military experience, and his whole lifetime he's an accountant, he's a, yeah. a normal guy, and wake up and become Rambo. It never happened in the history of the world. So is it possible he's the first guy in the history of the world with no military experience to wake up and become Rambo and kill hundreds of people, or kill and wound hundreds of people? I guess it's possible remotely, but they, not one of them believes the story. The story stinks to high heaven, stinks to high hell. And what's even more amazing is that ISIS came out and said it was our attack. He's our soldier. And right away, the FBI and the police said, oh, we don't believe a thing they're saying. There's no ISIS involvement. He said, I've never heard anyone deny this this quickly. How could they discount that? Well, it doesn't even make sense. Well, well, this is the same FBI uh, that didn't bother to follow their Sarnayev brothers after they went to terrorist training camps, even though Russia told us. This is the same FBI that didn't didn't pay attention and and let Orlando happen and failed us with San Bernardino. Dino. Well, this on the non-terrorist uh, side, it's the same FBI that said, let's make Hillary innocent before we even interview her. And by the way, when we interview her, don't even put her on the record. Don't, don't swear her in and don't do a video recording of the interview. Oh, of I mean, course. How do you trust anything coming out of the mouths of these people? I don't. So, so, I, I don't. So he says all his cop friends, not one of them believe this story. Not one of them. And I spoke to a super cop in Las Vegas yesterday during dinner. And I'm eating my dinner. He calls me and, and he says, I won't go on TV or radio and say this with you, but I'm telling you, I don't even know that this guy's the shooter. I think he was murdered by them and he made it to look like a suicide and someone else did this. Now, this is cops, seasoned, yeah. experienced cops telling me the story stinks to high heaven. Something's very wrong here. Well, I think that, you know, um, I, I, when it comes to whether or not um, ISIS was involved as a group, I, to me, that doesn't matter. I agree with Sebastian Gorka when he says the term lone wolf is, is, is meant to make you stupid. You know, you, you don't, the absence of a classified group doesn't necessarily mean there's an absence of an ideology. I think the most simple explanation is oftentimes the one that's true, and I think that he might have just had an anti-American sentiment because that's what's been fed to us for eight years with the hands up, don't shoot, America's bad, white privilege, white supremacist, Trump supporters, of which that crowd seemed to be you know, yeah, most representative of. Well, you know if you're going to kill somebody, it's going to be white, Christian, conservative, country music fans. If you're anti-Trump, if you're anti-Fa, is that, is that the way it's pronounced? And anti-fa. And, and yes, and if you're Islamist, because right. one of the things that I've been saying in terms of shared ideology, I started talking, even if, um, you know, to me, I've been saying for a long time that the left, it's a natural partnership for the for the Marxists on 
the left to partner with the Islamists because they want to, they both hate America and they want to transform us from a free republic into a centralized controlled, you know, centralized government with control over the people. So whether it was just straight up anti-American sentiment like we see from the mainstream media every day or whether or not it was that coupled with, you know, a newly converted to Islam mentality, to me, they're kind of two sides of the same coin. I'm with you. I'm with you. All I could say is it's not Wayne Rue coming up with conspiracy theories. Every person who's given me this idea that either it's not the story we're being told or it's impossible this man could suddenly become Rambo and hit his target so easily and pick the perfect suite and get the perfect suite on a sold-out weekend yeah. that happens to be the perfect room at the perfect yeah. place, You know, It's impossible. The whole story is impossible. Now, and, let me ask and, you and this. Maybe it wasn't even him. Yeah. Me. Or maybe it was him, but with a group, and they left him as the patsy to die and it would all be blamed on him. Well, but it doesn't seem likely he alone did this. I won't say he wasn't the shooter. I'm sure he was part of this somehow, some way. Maybe he needed money because the word here is in Vegas, they, one thing everyone agrees with is he was the degenerate gambler heavily in debt. Mm. So that part of the story doesn't even seem to be up for debate. No. That would be a reason you might turn against your country, get bitter, and go to ISIS and say, hey, give me a million dollars let's do some business with guns. Absolutely. Then they, then they what, the full guy. what are you, um, some questions from from some listeners who heard you were coming on the show. What are you making uh, and what are you hearing in terms of reports? There was a YouTube video with a taxi driver saying that, that there were shots coming from the 10th floor. There was a woman. I, I saw it. I saw, I saw a police car on a YouTube video. A camera inside a police car. How would they get that and how they put it on YouTube? I don't know. But it was clearly Vegas police right outside Mandalay Bay and they saw shooting coming from the 4th floor. So I don't know. It seems to me all I'm ever saying is I'm never a conspiracy theorist in the standpoint. I right. come up with the I say to you, here's what happened. I don't know what happened. I'm a guy who says, let's study it. Don't just count anything. Let's put all the ideas out there. Here's how fair I am. Maybe he was even a white extremist. Maybe he is on our side, theoretically. Maybe he's very conservative, and he didn't care it was a country festival. He just became a bitter killer. Or maybe he's Antifa, and he's extremely liberal, and he became a bitter killer. I wouldn't throw any theory away. There's something wrong with the story as it appears now. That's what, that, he has, that he's lived his whole life. Andrea, right. with no affiliations, no political, no grudge, no radicalism. Doesn't make sense to me, and if it doesn't make, as in the words of the great Judge Judy, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. And, right. you know, what and what I have, and I, I kind of took the same thing with you yesterday. I didn't jump on board any particular idea or whatever behind it. I also kind of wanted to stay non-political yesterday because, you know, I, I know families, one in particular, with an 18-year-old with a bullet lodged in her spine, and, you know, she needs a miracle right now. Yesterday was... Um, how terrible. Oh, I'm going to get terrible. upset here, but... Um uh, but what, one of the, but, you know, on, on the ground in Vegas, Andrea. Yeah, th- there's no one who doesn't know someone yes. who was shot or wounded uh, or yeah. killed. Uh, the stories are just it's riveting hard, yeah. and they're horrible. And did I did I mention? I don't think I mentioned that the SWAT expert who doesn't believe the story is coming on my show today. His nephew was killed at the event. Mm. I, I don't think I even mentioned. No, that. you didn't. Oh my his, gosh! His nephew has four children oh. blown away in front of his wife standing at the front stage. Oh my gosh! So this we is all know someone yeah, in we Vegas. All... Everybody knows. Someone. Yes, so and in terrible. fact, you're right because this is kind of like 9/11 in the sense that it seems as though it's one of yes. those six degrees of separation. Somebody Vegas knows somebody. It's Vegas. It's 9/11. It's no Ve- yes, absolutely. And one of the things I said yesterday was, I want a thorough investigation. I want every stone unturned. Shame on the FBI for making any declarations of anything case closed. I don't care what it is. You follow every lead.
because you're right, this story stinks. And you know what else stinks? If you can stay with me, I got to get into the stench coming out of the left, picking like vultures picking bones, Wayne, with their push for gun control. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We're going to take a break. We come back. You, you heard him. It's the man, Wayne Allen Root, right here on the Andrea K Show, talking gun control when we get back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, and welcome back to Wayne Allen Root. It's been too long since he was on the show. The best guest that anybody could have when talking about um, the largest m- massacre that's happened on American soil. And then, of course, I mean, you, you knew it was going to happen, uh, you know, the gun control push. But, I mean, <laughs> while bodies were still bleeding out and being taken to the morgue and being rushed to hospitals. Wayne, Hillary Clinton yesterday was absolutely the worst. Uh, I, I mean... Well, you know, before you get to that, I want to tell you what they tried to do to me, because I think it's important to see how all of us that are important are under attack 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, I don't mean to make myself seem too unimportant, but I just never thought that my tweeting was really something that the whole world was following. And I, I guess I'm very naive, because I think with the national TV show, national radio uh, show, yeah. column in the RJ that uh, Las Vegas Regional like, gets picked up all the time at Real Clear Politics as, as one of the ten most important columns in America. They pick me up at least once every two weeks. I think every liberal is watching me try to destroy me now. So on Sunday night when I wake up and go get a glass of water, I get out of bed to get a glass of water, and the terrorist attack is just starting and my cell phone's blowing up. If I had gone to sleep, I would have missed the whole thing. Instead, my cell phone's blowing up, and I decide to sit there and start tweeting uh, as I speak on, on one hand with all my friends who are police officers in this town and police big shots in this town. And on the other hand, I'm tweeting, I'm telling people and my fans and my followers exactly blow by blow, minute by minute, 
live as it happens what the police are seeing and hearing. And every cop in this town was racing to the scene, not to Mandalay Bay, Andrea. They were racing to Mandalay Bay, to Bellagio, to MGM. They thought that this was a massive Islamic terror attack. The word was they were shooting in every single hotel lobby. And, they be- and they- there was also a bomb found at one point uh, at a hotel. It turns out, in retrospect, the bomb was in the car of the shooter, this bad guy, Stephen, whatever his name is. I don't even want to say it on the air. Right. But, but the point is, I'm tweeting all this, and, and I have information nobody else has. I'm speaking direct to the police. And they tell me from the first hour, not the first minute, but the first hour, there are so many dead bodies with tarps over them, we can't even count them all. Uh. And there are so many wounded people. My, my person, I wouldn't say it's a man or woman, I don't get anyone in trouble, but my friend is a, is a trauma surgeon at UMC, the number one hospital in this town. She's t- texting me that our trauma room is, is so full, it's like the Vietnam War. Uh. She said, Wayne, you don't understand the amount of bodies being brought in. This is overwhelming. We can't take them anymore. We're sending them to other hospitals, and we have the biggest facility in Vegas. So I knew, Andrea, from the first minute how bad this was. Right. And I thought it was our 9-11. I thought it was literally a citywide terror attack in every lobby of every casino and police thought the same thing we all agreed every cop I talked to rushing to the scene thought this was uh, an ISIS attack or an Al-Qaeda attack or some sort of Islamic extremist coordinated citywide attack and I start tweeting this and you know I don't know if it's yesterday's or today's because it's overnight but I think it's today's Washington Post the lead story uh, giant headlines is is, uh, Sheldon billionaire Sheldon Adelson's number one columnist Wayne Root said it was an Islamic terrorist attack. <gasps> what a, you know, basically, what a moron. No, I was reporting word wow. for word what the police were saying as it was happening. Go back to my tweets. I called it a terrorist attack at 1 o'clock in the morning, at 2 o'clock in the morning. Once it was announced it was a white 64-year-old, I didn't know what it was, and I said, I don't know what it is. But And they said, oh, he made it up that there was at every hotel. It was only a one hotel. Wow. Every cop in the city, go listen. They have the um, online on YouTube. They've got the police recordings of any cop sitting in his car for 15 minutes, there's, there's shootings at the Luxor. There's shootings at the, at the MGM. There's shootings at New York, New York. There's shootings at Bellagio, and they rush to the Bellagio. I'm reporting it blow by blow, and they're calling me a liar because it never happened. No, it happened, but it never happened. In other words, the right. police thought it was happening, and I reported it. Right. But this is the attempt by the left to take someone down and discredit them. So now the phone rings this morning, and it's GQ Magazine. We want to do a story about how you got your tweets wrong. Oh, and I said, got him wrong. I got him right. I knew there were done dozens of bodies. I knew there were hundreds injured when no one else did. And the TV showed two dead, 24 injured for hours. Well, I knew there were literally dozens dead and hundreds injured. And I said this all on Twitter and liberals kept attacking me on tweet, uh, tweeting me and going, you're a liar. You're exaggerating. I said, really, I'll stick with my numbers. I'm getting it straight from the police that there are dozens dead and hundreds injured. I got it right. Not wrong. So this guy says to me, yeah, but you also said there were tax at every hotel. I said, no. I said, the police were reporting tax on every hotel. He goes, well, it doesn't matter. You got it wrong. And I said, really? It doesn't matter. I got it wrong. So if your daughter was on the strip, you wouldn't want to know. You wouldn't call me if right. you knew me and say, tell me what you know direct from the police is happening. Rather than letting her stand around having no idea in a panic, right. I was giving direct information from the police to the whole world. You don't think that's the purpose of Twitter? And he says to me, nope, the purpose is getting it right and you got it wrong. Wow. What? Well, yeah, they're 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 trying to destroy us all. Yeah, they are. And I saw a lot of I I didn't see any of that because I I was asleep during it. But I but I saw a lot of people coming back against you on on yesterday in terms of a lot lot of your tweets. I mean, when you're as high profile.
profile as you are, it, and it goes back for years, I mean, of course they're going to go after you and try to take you down in any way they can. But, you know, they pick, they're trying to pick on the wrong man. Because yeah, ain't nobody just, taking down Wayne Allen Root. I, I know how they do it, though. See, now I understand everything about Donald Trump. If you give a 90-minute speech, the crowd leaves and goes, what a great speech. I love this guy. I'm voting for him. Then you go home, you turn on the news, and the media has taken one sentence, and right. they've blown it out of proportion and made the entire speech about John McCain's military service. He, he's a POW. I don't like him. Right. And, but that wasn't what the speech was about. And that wasn't the intent. That one sentence was a throwaway line. That's how they treat me with my three-hour radio show. If I speak for three hours and everything I say is wonderful, fantastic, and everyone mm-hmm. loves it, but there's one sentence that I wish I could take back. It's guaranteed the liberal media finds the one sentence and then hangs me with it. And this happens on a daily basis. Now, they're probably, I shouldn't complain, they're making me the most famous guy in America. I'm on every liberal <laughs> website. It's probably good. But I don't like seeing the one sentence that I personally wish I could take back or that I know they took out of context and I wish I hadn't said it that way. They do that on purpose. That's how they ruin us. And no one does it to them. That's you right. tell me who followed Hillary around with a, with a video camera and Bernie Sanders and said every time they say something wrong, put it on national TV. No one did it to them. No one. Well, well but, you know, but even if they do put it, put it out there, like when President Obama said there was 57 states or couldn't or mispronounce corpsmen or, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton's constant lies dur- during the email thing. I mean, they, the media gives them a pass while the media continues to. I, I actually have a, a NBC actually came, uh, did an article saying that Trump was right. His media coverage is mostly negative. Um, you know, so y- you look at the, the the cats out of the bag. Most Americans now get it. They get that uh, the left, the media is in the tank for uh, for Hillary and the left and going after it to, to take down, you know, any conservative that, that they can. If the only thing they've got on you is one bad sentence, that's awesome because they're they are going to be sifting through your trash. They're going to be talking to every woman you ever dated or did any professional <laughs> association oh, with. Are, yeah. Are. But in the time <laughs> I have. It's like it's not like you didn't say it. You right. said it as a funny line, an entertaining line, a throwaway line, and I'm not embarrassed by it. I mean, it's something you'd say with your buddies, but right. they take that out of a out of a three hour broadcast and make it the headline to embarrass you. Right. And you know what? I just keep writing notes to Right Wing Watch, which makes me the number one whipping boy. And I just keep writing notes to them and saying, "Thank you for making me famous. God bless you." Right. And they, it must drive them crazy. The more they write about me, the more I say, "God bless you and thank you," because you're making me famous. But it's always a line that they find out of a three hour show. Not only a three-hour show, Andrea, five days a week like you, I do a three-hour show. Right. That's 15 hours of talking, and they find one line that's questionable. Right. You know, and well, in the they... studio, and someone says to me something about how beautiful Melania is, and I just happen to say, you know, as, as, a, as an honest guy, I said, you know, it's funny. It just seems like Republican women are pretty and liberal women are kind of ugly. <laughs> and that became the headline of Rightly Watch. Wayne Root says liberal women are ugly. Well, for a week, I had hundreds of tweets from liberal women saying, I hate you, you this, you that. It was a funny one second lie to make right. nothing, but generally I do agree. Like you, Republican women are beautiful, Aww, you're so- and the liberal women tend to be a bunch of battle axes who are bitter that they're not pretty. Well, I got it. I got. Should be watch too. See, uh, I've got about five minutes left with you. I got to get into the gun control uh, argument. No. Well, and even before I get into that, you know, there's a lot of questions going down right now about the security in Las Vegas and about how this dude was able to get all these weapons in. You can't uh, blame Vegas for that. I'm the one. I, listen, I, I I blame everyone and everything. I'm, I'm the original angry white male, which is in my book, angry right. white male. And I blame liberals for everything. And I, when I see something that's unjust, I talk about it. And even if it's a Republican rhino, especially I call it out. But I'm telling you, Vegas is as 
secure as any city in America. What happened is unstoppable. There's right. nothing you can do to stop a madman from coming in your hotel and starting to shoot people in the lobby, let alone choosing to go to the 32nd floor with a, you know, with a bunch of luggage that maybe he doesn't let anyone else carry. Right. And maybe he's there for four days so he could uh, quietly bring up 20 bags that no one notices. And maybe he puts, a no housekeep- he puts the no housekeeping out, uh, right. thing on his yeah, door. No, I do that sometimes. That. You're not going to, you can't put blame on this. I don't believe you could stop it because I don't believe he came upstairs with giant guns. The cop who called me during dinner last night, I said, how did he get those big guns upstairs? Did he take them in little batches and then he put them together in the room? And he said, you don't even have to do that, Wayne. I own tons of big guns just like the ones he used. And he said, oh, they all fold over. There's a uh, foldable muzzle and they fit in uh, like the size of a pair of jeans in your, mm-hmm. in your suitcase. So he didn't have to yeah. do anything. He brought three suitcases upstairs and that's three guns in each one. Yeah, the I mean, win, I guess, is already starting to scan luggage. I think that's uh, I think that's a clear that's solution. Have to be done, that's something that's, that's going to have to be done. Um, you know, that that I think makes sense. This thing for gun control, it, 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 and when you when you press a liberal on, okay, tell me specifically, what additional law would have stopped him? Because the guns he's got, even if he was able to get those guns legally, the way he, he converted, the way... This morning. Well, the, all legally. Yeah, but, but the way he converted... Yes, but the way he converted them into being right. automatic was illegal. You right. look at San Bernardino, the way that that dude, uh, that couple got guns, they got them illegally. Yeah, but you, you know what? In Nevada, that's not necessarily true. I just saw this morning in the Vegas paper that machine guns are legal in Las Vegas. So he didn't do anything illegal to convert his guns to automatic in Vegas. It's totally legal in Vegas. So even that wasn't illegal. So, I mean, he had a, a license for every gun he had. He passed the background check. There are going to be incidents. If the objective is to ban guns every time there's a shooting, then every time a Muslim maniac comes at you with a knife, we have to ban knives and we're all going to be eating with spoons and forks. Well, yeah. Well, we don't ban, we don't ban, we don't ban cars. Cars and, car- and trucks. Yeah. Trucks. In fact, we can't trucks. even ban, in fact, we're, we can't even get the left to ban illegals that are in this country raping and murdering. <laughs> no, they want, they want to provide sanctuary for them. So don't right. come, and, and while you're trying to provide sanctuary cover for rapists and murderers in this country who are here illegally, don't, don't yammer to me anything about guns. Because well, and then how about this one? Here's one more great argument, and that is just to look at the map of crime, violent crime in America, and lay it over a map of where Republicans live. And everywhere you have red states, red suburbs, red counties, rural counties, hunter counties, hunter fisher counties, there's no crime. People have guns, there's no crime. And everywhere you have strict gun control run by Democrats, you have massive crime and violent crime. So the worst and mo- more strict the gun control is, the more violent crime you have. And the rest of America, hey, the rest of us are proud to be stocked to the hilt with guns. And you know what? There's no crime in our neighborhood, so evidently it works. Well, yeah, and you know, uh, it, it does. And in fact, uh, Big and Rich, what's his name? I guess it's John Rich. He was telling this story about, we all know the other saying is, what stops a bad guy with a gun, a good guy with a gun? And right. so I guess John Rich from Big and Rich was carrying in Vegas at, the, at a bar he owns, and an off duty cop asked to use his weapon. And then he ran, you know, he, he ran down and, and used John Rich's weapon to help save wow. some people. So, you I know. I always argue for every terrible, you know, mass murder situation like this, or for even any murder situation. There's another one or two where some citizen, uh, law-abiding, honest citizen, stops a murder or stops a crime with their gun, and none of that gets carried as a statistic. There is no statistic. There's only the amount of homicides with guns. There isn't the amount of homicides prevented with guns. I believe it's four times higher. So, look, what you need is more citizens with guns. I've never met a law-abiding citizen in my life, Andrea, who's carrying a gun who commits a crime with it. Do you know anyone? I don't know anyone who commits crimes. In my life, there are no criminals, but they all have guns in their house, and 
their car, and sometimes many of my friends keep them on their hip in Las Vegas. So I yeah. don't know any of them that's ever committed a crime. And so why are you worried about legal, honest people carrying a gun? Well, yeah, and it, it, like like all liberalism is about control. We know that, and it's always a push to get more and more and more control over our lives. And you know, you look at some of these, some like with a hurricane recently. Uh, there was, I, it might have been in the U.S. Virgin Islands. There was a, a mayor or a governor down there who tried to confiscate the citizens' guns in the event of an emergency. I mean, it's like why? Well, that's when when a citizen needs to be able to defend themselves the most is when you know you've got like a, a Katrina situation or a Harvey and Irma, and you know you're you're a sitting duck defenseless in your own home or trying to protect your property. Um, so ultimately, we know that that's really what the left's goal is is one way or another to get at our guns, and that's why you had Hillary jumping out immediately like with many others to get to get on this gun control thing and and, and if it hadn't been cv burton mentioned on my facebook live if it hadn't been guns it would have been something else the dude had a fertilizer bomb in his car timothy mcveigh used fertilizer bomb to take out a, a, a building and the sarnayev brothers did a lot of damage in boston with some pressure cookers right so you'd have to ban all of it but but most importantly i think are knives and cars you know i think those are the best mm-hmm. points because the Muslim attacks are usually knives and cars. And, uh, you know, I think you could also make the argument that the problem America has is not, is not a gun or gun deaths. It's really food because the obesity problem is out of control. And the diabetes problem is out of control. That's the real problem in America. I've never heard anyone say, let's ban diners, let's right. ban McDonald's, let's ban fast food, let's ban restaurants in general and stop people from eating. You know, you well, know, no, de Blasio, I mean, stop, de Blasio put a stop to the big goal. Yeah, the big, the big although gulps. although yeah, people could then go buy three big gulps. I mean, it's yeah. like it, that's why you know when you start to ask the second and third level questions, you realize how really stupid liberalism is. But let me ask you this one last question, because there are some people that are concerned that Trump's actually going to start giving in on the gun control thing because they feel like he caved with Schumer and Pelosi in terms of the debt ceiling. You know Trump better than anybody that I know. Do you think Trump's going to cave on the Second Amendment? You know, my answer is I don't know. I wish I could tell you I was positive he wouldn't cave. I think Trump's style is like going for the brass, going for the gold, and then pulling back and settling to get something. And so, you know, if if you have Hillary in, we'd lose all our gun rights. With Trump in, you're going to keep 90% of them, but he may give on 10. I mean, I think Trump may give in on something completely unimportant. I know there are going to be gun people and NRA people that get mad at me. I'm the biggest believer in guns in the the hands of law-abiding citizens. That's why I live in Nevada. It's legal to carry anywhere you want. You don't need a permit, nothing. Uh, you can open carry, nothing needed. I love guns, but I don't know that everyone needs a silencer. So if I had to give in on something, I'd give in on, on silencers. You know, I mean, Trump's going to give in on something because he's like me. We're negotiators. Would you really be upset if we kept all our gun rights, but you gave in on silencers? Have you ever used a silencer? I've never used a silencer. I couldn't care less about silencers. Well, I couldn't so. either, particularly since, I mean, I had, to, I had to enjoy some of the comments yesterday about Hillary and the fact that silencers don't actually silence uh, guns and some people just had a lot of fun with you know Hillary thinking that it created cute little sounds like pew pew <laughs> when it really doesn't. No, listen, I'm, I'm never with Hillary on anything, so I don't want to undo silencers either. But in the end, I'd give in something. Well, but to see, win on all the rest. That's but here's but here's what concerns people: it has it, it's called death by a thousand cuts know, and I continued know. encroachment into our lives. Uh, it start it starts a little bit here and a little bit a little bit there. I know, I know. And, you I know, know the, the, look, the, Trump done a great job overall. Yeah. He's done a fantastic job, but he sometimes gives in a little bit too much. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I love his new tax plan, but it's it's still 70% of where I would have gone. But I don't 
know that you could have passed mine, and I don't even know if you're going to pass his without ratcheting back more from where it is. But if you ratchet back too much, then you haven't even achieved anything, and I get that. But don't you rather have something than nothing? So I hated the Obamacare repeal. I thought it was terrible, yeah. but I still would have voted for it, unlike Rand Paul, because handing the money to the states is still better than keeping it in the federal government. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still just a shell game, uh, income redistribution, but at least it's, it is, at, at least, least it turned around, at least it turned around that train that was headed to D.C. in terms of single right. payer. And, and that also which was ultimately... would have just given an example for the country, because California, in my opinion, if you let each state be its own laboratory, California will hang itself. You guys will have single payer, and you will go bankrupt a hundred times over, and it'll be a model for the country to never do. So I was hoping they'd pass it just to show how bad California really is with their decision making. Gee, thanks, Wayne. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to leave it there. How can people hear your show and uh, see sure. you on Newsmax? They can watch my show every night at Newsmax at 5 o'clock West Coast time, uh, channel 349 Direct TV, or go to or ask your cable carrier to carry Newsmax and get worn out away on the root show, or watch it at NewsmaxTV.com, uh, or go to my website, RootForAmerica.com. Awesome. Well, we are rooting for you as always. Thanks for being here, Wayne. Thanks, Andrew. God bless. Uh, you too. All right. Speaking of the tax plan, my man. The OG of taxes, the Spicoli of taxes is another word that he's been used to describe him. Al Arias is here with me in the studio. We're going to talk about this tax plan. We're going to get into a little news you can use and get off this Vegas story, at least for a few minutes. So don't go anywhere, Al Arias. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all with me. How are you following me on social media? Love everybody who's keeping this conversation rolling on Facebook Live from Zell and Raymond and Jonathan Patrick and C.V. Burton talking about laws and stuff that are going on with, with guns and, and suppressors and all that. Thank you guys so much for all your great uh, comments there. Follow me on Twitter as well. I need to start spending a little bit more time over there. Let, hey, like my fan page. 
um, those of you who are already doing that, thank you. And also, did y'all know I'm hosting another little show called West Coast Weekly with Andrea Kay? I am. There's a Facebook page for that. And um, I will continue to post details on where you can see that. I think that um, the best thing would be to go to the YouTube channel in case you don't have the, uh, a local TV station that's broadcasting it available to you. That's West Coast Weekly with Andrea Kay. There we talk about stuff that's outside politics, interesting, fascinating people. I just We just recorded another episode. I interviewed a world record holder, former Wall Street executive, to raise money for Make-A-Wish Foundation. Guess how many sit-ups he did, Al Arias? Sit-ups? Yes. World record holder in sit-ups. 5,000. 21,000 oh sit-ups <laughs> to raise money for Make-A-Wish. Over what period of time? Uh, I think like 11 hours straight, nonstop. Isn't that awesome? There's some amazing people out there. I'm just having such a great time on that show. Also great to have you here, baby. Thanks for being here. Al Arias, my OG. This is where we would play Dr. Dre and Snoop. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Two low down G's that were crazy. Um, But actually... Even before I get into the it's tax plan. It's just a rush being here. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some good news, okay? Some good economic news leading us into our tax discussion. Reuters is reporting that U.S. factory activity has surged to more than a 13-year high in September. To me, that is a really, really sign of good news. It has to it, – and, it, and, you know, economics can get into the weeds, um, in terms of why that is and different factors and indexes and this and this. But you know what? To me, that's great news. That's great news. It's it's a sign of, of we, we have, I think, reached the last quarter for the first time in many years, 3% growth. So things are looking up. I think that the GOP, like with Obamacare, like with so many things rolling into the end of a year, they have missed some phenomenal opportunities, and particularly when it comes to taxes. So because they dropped the ball and completely failed us with Obamacare repeal, which they should have just done straight repeal out the gate, they've also failed us in not putting forth anything for tax reform. So they come out with this tax plan that lowers the tax brackets across the board, not as far as they should have done, but then in return for doing which they should have just left it there. But no, then they come up with the rhinos in the, in the party come up with a dopey idea to take away our deductions for state and local taxes. So the end result under this tax plan for middle income, uh, the middle income earners is a tax hike. What do you consider a middle income earner? Well, uh, well, in San Diego, you can be middle income if you're making you know 150k with the cost of housing here in San Diego. Um, but by most people's standards, in terms of middle income, um, uh, the middle class, it's you know people making 60, 70k a year. But there's two workers. So are you going to sit here and tell the American people you think this is a good idea to take away the deductions? No, I'm going to make a different point. Okay. So part of the legislation is to get rid of the alternative minimum tax. Okay. Most people that are making money are paying the alternative minimum tax. Mm-hmm. Under the alternative minimum tax, there's no tax benefit for paying state income taxes for paying any income tax for any real property tax none of that is deductible so for people that are making money the loss of the income tax deduction Mm -hmm. is losing nothing all right that's why it's going to hurt the middle class 
taxes are going up. The effective rate is is arguably going to be roughly 35%, or the top rate is arguably going to be 35%. The top rate for the alternative minimum tax is 28%. Taxes are going up. I know. This is all BS. So we're on the, this but is what I'm saying. the biggest mm-hmm. income tax increase is eliminating the estate tax because the tax on appreciation mm-hmm. is going to be far, far, far greater, a hundred times greater than the uh, lost income from eliminating the estate tax. Okay, explain that because you know for for you're you're kind of getting into the weeds here. Well, okay, so you have. So they get rid of the debt. You have a house Mm -hmm. that's worth a million dollars. Right. That happens in San Diego a lot. Well, yeah, like the majority of homes now. And you paid $100,000 for it. Mm -hmm. You die. Yeah. Under present law, the basis of the house goes to a million dollars. Your heirs can sell it for a million dollars and pay no income tax, none. Mm -hmm. Under the proposal, what would happen is the basis... To the beneficiaries would be a hundred thousand dollars, not a million. Mm-hmm. Now you pay income taxes. Let's say that the rate's twenty percent. Yeah, you just lost two hundred k. Right. You, along with everybody else like you. Mm-hmm. So most of the people that are dying with a million dollar home probably don't have a taxable estate. Right. Especially if they're married. Right. Because you have to have an estate greater than uh, almost twelve million bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the estate tax kicks in, I want to so make this sure. is just really bad news. Yeah. yeah, it is really bad news, and it's really disappointing. And well, nobody it- talks about it. Do you see anybody talking about number one that losing the state income tax as a deduction is not going to make any difference to people who are making money? No, but it Number, will make a difference. To, but it will make a difference to the middle class. That is a tax hike on the middle class. But go oh, on. Well, no, I, I, I don't think you're right. If you were doing tax returns like I do, you would understand that people that are making that you wouldn't think are making money at all are paying the alternative minimum tax. Yeah, but you're talking about business owners. I'm talking about no, just, no. I'm talking about everyday taxpayers. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Okay. Well. Uh, I'm not paying the alternative minimal. T- Let me make sure I, I understand. I don't believe it. Well, okay. So you're saying that if you're paying an alternative minimal tax, and it's not going to matter to you whether or not you can take this de- de- deduction because one, they're they're conflicting. You one is one or the other. I want to make sure the listeners understand what you're saying. If you're doing alternative minimum tax, you also are not. You can't do this one as well. So it's one or the other. So if you're doing the alternative minimal tax, no longer you you never were going to take no, that deduction anyway. The alternative minimum tax is going away. And it's being replaced with a tax that's at a higher rate for taxpayers that are making money. Right. I'm talking about the middle class. I'm talking not a business owner. I'm talking about somebody middle class business who's on a W two. Business owners middle class. It's small business. You're t- okay, so you're talking about a single it's proprietor. It's small business. Okay. No, I'm not talking about. It. You can be. Um, you can have a S corporation with up to a hundred shareholders. Mm-hmm. And it's a small business, mm-hmm. small business as corporations, small business. Let's talk, but in, I'm, t- I, but I'm wanting to also talk about somebody who's not a business owner, who's on a W two situation at work, who's making, who's just getting an income, 
probably is not even doing deductions because they don't really have anything to deduct in terms of expenses they have or this income or that. Taxes in California. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so those people are going to be hurt with that going away in terms of the ability to deduct their state and local taxes. If they're going to be hurt, it's going to be minimal. The the income tax rates graduate up. There's going to be three brackets. Okay. So, so there's the, a first, little... the first bracket is 12%. I'll mm-hmm. pay it. Okay. Well, that's what I wanted to figure out because there's so much hype going on there. I want to know what's real versus hype in terms of what the real effect is. Because when you have states like California and New York and New Jersey with ridiculous state income tax and you hear people saying, hey, this is going to put some hurt on some middle class people. Um, and the and the rhinos are doing this because they're concerned about deficit. They still don't understand the lower taxes across the board, individuals, business owners, etc. The more people get to keep money, the more that in turn ends up Growing and Rand Paul seems to be the only one who gets it, and I'm concerned that we've got rhinos. Rand Paul that are, doesn't get anything. Well, he's talking Give about. Give me a break. Well, he's talking. Now about, we have a hero, Rand Paul. I didn't. I didn't say he was a hero. I said he seems to get the fact that right now, trying to do tax reform where you lower taxes, yet still being net neutral, is a waste of time. If you're trying to do some type of of, of manipulative tax reform that in the end doesn't change anything, what's the point? He says we we need to do what Reagan's philosophy was, which is lower taxes across the board and forget about this this um, deficit thing that's that's manufactured with overspending anyway. Um, l- embrace the concept of lower taxes stimulating growth. Present sacrifices for future rewards. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that it, 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 that's what we thought we were getting with President Trump, uh, that we were going to get lower taxes across the board, not this complicated crap like we got with the complicated re- replacement of Obamacare. Keep it – it's like we used to say at Xerox, keep it simple, stupid, the KISS plan. The, the, the 86 Act was not simple. This is, uh, this is so frustrating. That's a good point. So the, the model act – Probably the greatest income tax act ever adopted mm-hmm. was the 86 Act. And it's not simple. And now it's outrageously complex. Mm-hmm. So if, if we go back to something like the 86 Act, it's a step in the right direction. But we're not going to get anything simple. No. No, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I, I well, I always thought the the idea of a flat tax was pie in the sky because you you know it, you you have so many people that rely on business owners that rely on on certain. Well, what do you count? You, you, know, you have all kinds of case law just trying to figure out what gross receipts are. <laughs> I swear to God. So do you, <laughs> yeah. do, do you get to deduct cost of sales to get to gross receipts? You know, case after case, it's just pathetic. Yeah. Well, at least we finally have a chance to talk tax plans. <laughs> How, we've been waiting for this for months, haven't we? Well, no, this, what, the, the problem is to talk about details, you have to wind it up. Yeah, go on. Fit, wrap just, it up Just when me. I want to say something significant. Well, wrap it up. <laughs> give, give me the elevator 30-second wrap-up. I don't know how to talk in 30-second <laughs> intervals. <laughs> but... <laughs> You have to be conceptual when you're dealing with this stuff, and then you drill down to the details. What we're dealing with, the reason things are going much better on Trump is expectation. We haven't gotten anything. Right. Nothing. Right. And things are going 
way better on expectations. Mm-hmm. At some point in time, we have to come up with something to satisfy the expectations. So far, nothing. Right, nothing. Well, thank you for bringing something to the Andrea K. Show today. Al Arias from AV Arias and Company. Um, got two minutes left. It's time to go to my Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week Awards. Um, I think it's pretty clear. I, I had this is the first time in a while that I actually had tr- trouble narrowing down my hero of the week. Usually, I can't even find anybody who qualifies for hero of the week. But you know, we've been talking so long about the NFL and taking a knee, which all started based upon the f- anti-police false narrative of hands up, don't shoot, with that Kaepernick with pigs on his socks. We lost. More law enforcement officers that rushed into gunfire, that that put their body down, literally laid on top of, of Americans to protect their lives, in 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 the honor of of for the for the service of honoring and protecting American citizens. So they are absolutely true heroes. But there was also everyday heroes like a Jonathan Smith who saved thirty Americans himself. Um, there was other, you know, so many brave Americans. So we still have a nation. You know, I started the show by talking about the anti-American sentiment. You know, we are still. And then you, then you've also got local citizens who've been waiting five hours at a time to give blood. This anti-American sentiment needs to stop. The NFL. Shame on you. I better see every football player stand and put their hand over their heart to honor this country. Because did we see horror in Vegas? Yes. But we also saw the truth. Again, just like we saw in Harvey and Irma, the best of America is always on display at the worst of times. And speaking of, there's all, but there's also always the worst. And that brings me to my stink of the week. And that is the vultures like Hillary Clinton and the, and the left, like that CBS attorney, picking the, with nasty comments saying that they deserved it because they were probably Republicans and Trump supporters. And then we had the vultures picking the bones like Hillary Clinton pushing for gun control. They are the stench and the stink of the week. But you all are the best. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Andrea K Show. Everybody watching via Facebook Live. Thank you, Noah. And thank you, Wayne Allen Root, for being here. Have a great week, everybody. Love you all. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.